Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the ray of hope you have in your marriage and using it as a force to create transformation. And I want to start off today's show with this quote from Desmond Tutu, South African social rights activist. He says, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. And that's really what we're going to be honing in on today and what you can do with hope and how you can use hope as a force in your marriage. And as we start off every show with a hug, this show is no exception. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's Contract of Reconciliation. This is a document that Tony and I have put together to help couples in difficult times navigate their way back to one another. It's a seven-page contract that's going to hit on each of the five forms of intimacy, creating an opportunity for the two of you to talk through those things that just might have brought you to this place where things are really difficult. As exhaustive as it is, there are still opportunities for you to customize sections for your specific circumstances. And if you want to know more, you can check it out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash contract. That's oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash contract. And today's hug is actually a voicemail. We haven't had one of those in a while. Um, so Tony's going to get that queued up for us right here. Hey, Tony, Alisa. I'm calling from the Northern California area. I want to just take a moment and uh, thank you guys for amazing podcast you guys have, you know, um, I'll be quite honest and frank, um, that my wife and I have been separated for a little over a year now, and let me tell you what, I wish I found your guys' podcast long before that ever happened. Um, I've told my wife I want to reconcile and make things work and make things happen. It's been a, it's been one heck of a journey, and uh, I'm still believing that that's the God, that that's the plan that God has for us, and, um, you know, if nothing else, uh, comparing my marriage and what we had together, um, and listening to you guys, I have learned so much. Uh, I found your guys' podcast just by kind of browsing around iTunes, and I'm very thankful that I did, if not nothing else, only to better myself and learn how to have a relationship that is more healthy and more beneficial for everyone involved. Mm. So, and since then, I recommend this to all of my friends who are married, especially my friends who are newly married. Thank and you. say, get on this, because you've got to do it. And if you don't, your priorities are going to get out of whack, and that is 100% true. So thanks so much for uh, being there and and kind of just being something for me to listen to and better myself and hope for the best when it comes to everything else. Well, thanks very much, uh, Tony, Alisa. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for those. Thank you so much that you shared that with us. And thank you for sharing that you found us on iTunes. Mm -hmm. um, for all of you that did find us on iTunes, if you want to do something to help others, go into iTunes and leave a five-star review. 
tell people what the show has meant to you because people take those reviews seriously when they're looking for help. And it ties, his message ties in so much to what we're talking about. You know, he, he goes on iTunes, searches for a show, maybe listens to one or two, like so many of you have. Here's hope, right? Here's this message of hope in the show. And, you know, hope is kind of in short supply, nowadays in our world. I mean, you can't turn on the news and go more than 30 seconds without some sort of, you know, downer story about what's going on in our world. You know, people hurting others, you know, businesses going under all kinds of negativity. I mean, you get on Facebook or, you know, on social media and those get blown up anytime there's any type of negative thing. And, you know, even just entertainment, is pretty much in short supply in terms of hope and positivity, right? So there's mm-hmm. this there's this need, especially when it comes to our marriages, that we're able to hope for a better future, right? You know, the quote I opened the show with, Desmond Tutu, hope that light in the darkness, right? And a lot of you are in that place today listening to this show. There is darkness in your marriage and you're just, you're hanging on with, you know, a tight fist going, okay, I, I just need to hold on to something. And you know, here's what I'm going to talk about. It's the fact that, you know, you can have hope, but if you don't do something to take hope and create action behind it, all you've got is a dream. It's a fantasy, right? Because I don't know how many of you, you know, as you get together with your, you know, your buddies or your friends, you're like, I wish my wife would be like this. I wish my marriage would be like this. I hope one day we can have a marriage like so-and-so's. And and I will tell you, anytime Tony and I are talking, uh, you know, either together or we're at a party or wherever, and somebody's like, you know, I've heard your show. I hope that I can one day have a marriage like you. We're the first person to say, you know what? We didn't get here accidentally. Yeah. I mean, everything you hear here is, it's, it's like a running commentary of challenges and trials and missteps. But each time we're adjusting who we are and what we do to see what happens. You know, the 60 days of sex challenge is the beginning of that ray of hope for us. For many of you, it's been the seven days of sex challenge and you didn't just pick up the book and go, oh, this is great. You know, I love what they're saying. No, you actually had to take action together. You read it together. You went through it together. You learned together. There were some down times. There were some good times. The greatest thing, though, is that the hope, the desire to have that sexual intimacy turned into action on both of your parts. And sometimes even through that, even through the action, you may not end up with the end result that you desire, but you've learned something. You've gained something new, a new perspective of your spouse, of yourself. And that, in my opinion, is still a win. Absolutely. And, you know, if you think about it, when there is no hope, you have very little to hold on to. There's really no point in going forward when there isn't hope of something better, right? I mean, that that's the ultimate, you know, it's like, the ultimate death in a relationship when there's no hope. What are you trying for? What are you hoping for? You know, I I spoke to a a gentleman today who has been battling addiction and, you know, as he's been going through this process and we're we're talking about what his marriage is going to look like moving forward, his wife is in a very scary place because 
she's only known him with the addiction. And the counselor was very frank with her and said, you know, the addiction could rear its ugly head again. And so she's really questioning what does, what does the marriage look like mm-hmm. going forward? And you know, one of the things I shared with him is absolutely addiction can come back. You know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. But there are also many couples for whom the addiction does not come back. They get to a point where they've drawn that line in the sand and there is hope because you got to look at those couples who have made it. You've got to learn what those couples have done. And that's why I told this guy, I'm like, you need guardrails in your life, dude. You need to know what your triggers are and what your temptation is. And you need to put up guardrails. You need to take action. Take that hope of a different future right? That hope of a better future. And you need to put some wheels on it. You need to put some hands around it and say, okay, this is what it's going to look like. Because just dreaming you're going to have a better marriage, just dreaming that, you know, your husband's going to act differently or your wife's going to be differently or your marriage is going to be different doesn't do squat. Okay. Because I can dream all day long. Right. I, I can do that. But you know what? There's no sweat equity in my dreams. Hmm. Right. I don't have to do, you know, dreaming. Dreaming doesn't ask anything of me. It doesn't. I, I can paint pretty pictures all day long. Guess what? I don't have to do a darn thing. And same for you that are out there dreaming about change in your relationships. If you're just dreaming about it and not doing something, you're not getting involved in the game. And things don't change unless there's action. Right? They don't change just because you want them to be different. They don't change because you've dreamed hard enough or you've hoped hard enough. They change in three very distinct areas, and we're going to hit on those in a minute. But I, I want to be so super clear here. Okay, I want you to have hope in your relationship. I want you to look at other couples and say, I, I, I want to have that type of marriage. I want to be that type of person. It's important to have mentors. It is important to have goals for yourself and for your relationship. So I'm not telling you to do away with those. I just want you to get behind them and invest in yourself and invest in your relationship. I talked to somebody else the other day and and we're talking about the challenges that they're facing. And you know, it was a wife I was speaking to and she was sharing you know, their particular set of uh, circumstances. And I asked her, I said, why won't your husband get on board with any of this? And she said, because he doesn't see that there's a problem. And she is the one that's losing hope because she keeps reaching out. I mean, obviously she got on a consultation call with me. That takes courage to share what's going on. She had hope that something would be different. And she actually, uh, she picked up the contract of reconciliation that we talked about in the opening as a way to create change in her relationship. See guys, she has hope of a better future. So what did she do? She took action. She now has that document to sit down with her husband and say, you know what? We need to talk about some of these things. And here's a tool for us to be able to do it. Because see, guys, you don't have to do everything yourself right? You don't have to figure all of this out. Tony and I, we've been in that place where you're just like, I I don't know which way to turn, right? We're struggling with communication. We're struggling with our sexual intimacy. We're struggling with, you know, Tony and Lisa keep talking about this crazy thing called the seven days of sex challenge. What does that look like? Here's the thing, guys, we've created these resources for you. 
Don't don't try and reinvent the wheel. Don't waste all your energy in creating something new if we've already done it for you. Just get on board with whatever wherever you need to take action. And I just want to put this in here real quick. I was searching. There's a show. It's episode 170. And it says, its title is, What's Wrong With My Marriage? I Am. Because sometimes we're very, we're very, fast at pointing the finger at our spouse when something is happening in our marriage that we forget that we got to look at our own selves too. And being able to go, you know what? It's me that I need to change right now and first because the way I'm acting, the way I'm treating my spouse is not the way I want to be. And you need to be able to go look and look at yourself in the mirror and say, it's time to realize this. So again, episode 170, I'll also have those in the show notes for you, but you can search them in iTunes or right up on the site. Again, 170, what's wrong with my marriage? I am. And that's actually the first thing that you need to do. When you, when you are going from hope being a fantasy to hope being a force in your marriage, you need to stop wishing and start doing. And the way that you do that is you get in front of the mirror I don't care if it's in the bathroom. I don't care if it's your rearview mirror in the car. I don't care if it's the mirror that hangs up in the closet. And you look at that person in your mirror and you say, what do we need to do? Right? What do I need to do to change myself and change my circumstance? I met some ladies this past week and I was in an event and uh, these gals were talking about, you know, just what they want out of relationships and stuff. And the one gal, she had this list of, you know, what she's looking for in a relationship. And she realized when she first put the list together that she wouldn't have even stacked up or measured up on her list of things. So what did she start doing? Instead of waiting to find a guy that fulfilled all those things on the list, she actually started changing herself to be that person that would measure up on her own list. And I got to tell you, when I heard her say that, because I've heard a lot of women talk to me about their lists for, you know, ideal um, spouses and things like that. She is the first woman I have ever heard say, I started working on myself first. Mm -hmm. And kudos to her, because you know what? You can't expect anybody else to change if you're not willing to change yourself. If you're not willing to say, you know what? There are some things I need to work on. Maybe it's I'm short tempered. Maybe I'm impatient. Maybe my tongue is a little too sharp. Maybe I always put my needs first. I don't know what it is for you. Those that I just rattled off, those would be some of the things that I work on. And that's why I share them with you because I want you to know, just like Tony and I do every week on this show, we are not perfect. And we are constantly working on ourselves. We stand and look in that mirror and say, okay, you know what, what do I need to do here? Right? Where am I dropping the ball? in our marriage, because when things aren't working, it's not, trust me, it's not always Tony's fault when things don't go well in our marriage. Nope. He's shaking his head. That was really cute. Um, because there, you know, I've got some personality flaws. You know, it's hard, you know, it's hard to say that out loud on the air, but you yep. guys know it. If you've been listening for five years or, you know, five weeks, you know, I've got some little quirks and, you know, I'm blessed that I've got a man that is sticking through me through thick and thin with those quirks. But first I got to look at me. And I got to start working on myself. And then the next thing I need to do is I need to look at the circumstances. What, what is being created in terms of circumstances in our marriage that isn't working? And for some of you, for some of you, this is going to be that big two-letter word that you got to start practicing again for everybody else but your spouse. 
And, and if you've got toddlers or if you remember the terrible twos or threes as it was in our house, you heard the word a lot. Okay, it's the word no. For most of you, when there are circumstances going on in your marriage that are impacting and causing that darkness to come in, it's because of things like being too busy. I will tell you that's probably the number one marriage killer right now is that we are so busy, we are not making time for each other. And even for yourself, um, I, I got to say, even for me, I mean, I find myself sort of running at times and then I realize it's really good to just slow down, turn off the phone, turn off the computers, just get my Kindle or my book that I'm reading. And after a long bike ride on a Saturday or a Sunday, I'm okay not feeling like I got to run around and take a nap and just sit and read my book. I mean, I did that this weekend and it just felt great. I mean, my daughter was doing her stuff. She was doing some craft stuff. I was there reading a book and I just fell asleep. And I told her before I fell, fell asleep was like, Hey, just wake me up before three o'clock because we got to go pick up Alex from lacrosse practice and just sat there. And you know what? There were other things that she and I could have done. And yet I just sort of said, no, let's just hang out and do nothing. Like it's okay. And believe me, when I say that it's tough, it, it doesn't come easy. I mean, I've talked to you guys about my my sort of drive when it comes to cycling and doing certain things, especially physically. And so to be able to just say, you know what? And that, that I will say, falls into other areas of my life. So I have to really say no to other things at times so I can just relax and chill. You've also got to look what's, you know, besides the things that are just keeping you too busy, what are those things that are distractions? in your life. Um, you know, I've got coaching clients and the wife's big downfall has been Facebook, right? You know, and this is the one I can relate to. You're on social media, you're doing all this kind of stuff. You're more engaged with your phone than you are with your family, right? Substitute the F's there. Start spending more time with your family than you do with your phone. Because here's the thing. Phone is a P. It's the F sound. Okay. Thank you. I, just wanted, I know it's I just PH. wanted to make sure that we were on the same page Phone, on spelling. Family. Yeah. You know what? Creative license. This is, a, this is a, honestly, this is a tough one because it really can cause a lot of us some real angst and, and how do we appropriately talk to our spouse about this, even to ourselves being real and honest about, about it to ourselves. Hey, you know, Elisa said it. She'll raise her hand. I will too. This is this is a really tough and touchy area, and it's amazing how how attached we have become. They are adult pacifiers. And, and they it are. really I mean, is. It, it's a pacifier. Hey, right, right here, you know. And again, it's it's just being able to turn that thing off and just go. I'm done. Leave me alone. I have to say, we were. Um, recently together with Tony's family and his mom has got on Facebook mm -hmm. and it was the first time, you know, his dad all of a sudden is like, you know, he calls her out and says, Hey, get off of that thing. And I was, I just, I was so surprised that your mom has kind of gone to that point. I'm like, I know my mom is. So, you know, both moms are now on Facebook and you know, here we go. But it was great to actually see your dad call your mom out and say, Hey, you're not paying attention to what we're doing as a family. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to my folks. Uh, they both, just celebrated their birthdays 
and they have celebrated their 43rd wedding anniversary. So a big, big hug to my, my mom and my dad, Carmen and Vincy. Um, love you guys. And, you know, they're, they're one of our examples of what marriage looks like through thick and thin. So the last thing, you know, we've talked about looking in the mirror and looking at yourself. We've talked about looking at your circumstances. And, you know, I, I've got to mention at least looking at your spouse, but not in the way you guys think, right? Because Tony even said this at the onset of the show. It's so easy to look across the table or to look, you know, at the person that's in bed next to you and be like, here, let, let me give you the laundry list of what you need to change so I have a better marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, here's mm-hmm. what you can do to bring hope into my life and to just make my world wonderful. You know, and it usually has somewhere in the vicinity of, I don't know, 10 to 100 items on there. Because when we look outward, we do, we do a litany of all of those different things that, <laughs> all of those different things that, you know, need to change in somebody else. And that's why, honestly, that's why I started with looking in the mirror and looking at myself and encouraging you to look at yourself first. Because I don't want you, when you look at your spouse, I don't want you to look at them and say, here's what you need to do. I want you to look at them and ask this question. What can I do to support change in you? What can I do to support growth in you? Right? Because if we start asking that question, right? If somebody comes up to you and says, how can I support growth? And let me, let me clear this up. This is growth that they want for themselves not the change or the growth that you think they should have for themselves because that is going to backfire on you so quickly that it's not even going to be fun. Believe me, it's not going to be fun and you're going to be getting into an argument. Straight up, been there, done that. So when you're going through this, this, this is part of that, you know, you're talking to each other, you're understanding each other, you're, you're having these understandings of what you're doing. And for some it's, Hey, I'm trying to get through school or I'd like to apply for school. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've been, I've been at this job for so long and I don't see it going anywhere and I want to apply for school. That is something now, you know, that you can encourage them and help them through. Right. And I'm so glad that you made that point that this is not, this is not the change we wish to see in our partners. It's the change that they wish to see in themselves. Right. Because here's the thing. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, because I could wish upon Elisa a number of things and all I'm going to get is backlash. I, I really am. She, she, she He's will tried, shut. Guys. He's yeah. tried. <laughs> she is going to shut down if I try to put upon her something that she doesn't see as a change that she needs to make in her own life right now. You know, even though I may see it and go, well, what if you did it like this? It doesn't matter. I need to encourage her and help her grow in those areas that she sees as a place of change that needs to be made. So really, if we back this up, just one more question, it becomes what areas do you want to grow in? Right, because then it's it's an external thing for you know for us. We're not putting our own agenda on them. It's all about the area that they want to see growth. Okay, and so when you ask them that, that's a, that's not a threatening question. Okay, what area do you want to grow in? Is does not 
have the same threatening tone and watch your tone of voice, all of you listening, as where are you going to change? Right? That one, that one's going to get defensive on you. But when you start asking someone, where do you want to grow? Change is inherent in growth. Okay? Because you can't go from where you are today to where you want to be without change. But if we call it growth, it's a lot less offensive. <laughs> and it really gets to the heart of what you want in your marriage. This is, not, this is not just a matter of changing the words. It gets to the fact that you don't just want things to change in your marriage. You want things to grow. You want things to improve. You want things to have a different look. And that all happens through growth. So asking your spouse, how, where, do, where do you want to grow? How do you want to grow? You know, is it professionally? Is it, you know, do you want to take, you know, do you want to learn more about finances? Do you want to, you know, develop a new hobby? Do you want to, you know, take lessons, you know, language or music or whatever, whatever it is. I don't know what your spouse wants to do. It might help you to find out by actually asking the question. And growth can happen even by being able to go, you know, I need to clear up this junk that's been happening or has happened in my past. I, I need to, I need to find help in that area in my life. I need to begin working through this so I can move forward in my life. You know, it, it doesn't always have to be a, hey, this is where I am today and I want to lose 40 pounds. It might be the junk that happened in my family as a child. I need to clear that all up and I need to put guardrails around us. And I need to set things up by saying no to those folks so that I can grow in my life. See, hope doesn't exist in a vacuum. You know, it is one of those things where you have this, you have this bubble, this ray of hope, right? And it's, it's there in your marriage. It's there inside of you. And, you know, two things can happen when you have a ray of hope. It can either get squashed you know, there it goes, poof, light out, because nobody is doing anything, because everybody's just waiting for somebody else to do something, mm -hmm. right? That's going to put your ray of hope out, like, you know, yesterday with, you know, with the trash, right? Or, or you get to make a decision that says, you know what, I'm going to act on this. And don't be afraid of the baby steps, right? You're not going to suddenly have like, mind-blowing transformation, you know, this gigantic leap across the country and it's just going to be like, poof, everything's better. It's going to happen in baby steps. It's going to happen with having that first conversation. It's going to happen with having that first date in a long time. It's going to happen the one time that you decide to hold your tongue instead of, you know, shooting off your mouth in anger. It's going to happen the first time that you choose your spouse's needs over yours and you see a different reaction. And don't be surprised if you start making these little baby steps and it takes a little while for you to see something different. And also put this down. I mean, it, again, if you have your phone right there, put it down digitally, you know, write it in a journal because we forget a lot of the growth that happens in our life because things are coming at us all so often that we forget that in a week's time, things change and we've changed. And if you have some way to look back at that, maybe once a week and go, wow, I did hold my tongue, you know, four times this week when really I wanted to let go. 
And you know what? You only remember the one time you did let go. Because I'll tell you, a one-star review, I remember it. Ten <laughs> ten-star reviews, I can't remember any of them. I just love them. You know, they give me that happy feeling. But that one one-star review, man, it just irks me. And it's the same way. That one time you blow up, you forget about the four good times that, or the four times that you didn't blow up. And so by having that to look upon, you can go, you know what? Yeah, I did mess up there. Mm-hmm. And yet there are four times that I did good. And that's sometimes like with the reviews, we get a one-star review. Yeah, I can I can mull over, but I can look back and look at the, the hundred and something other five-star reviews we've received on iTunes and go, those are the people that know who we are and they know we love them. And honestly, all the five-star reviews, those are the ones that make it onto the show. So those are the ones that last on and on and on because those are the ones that we're sharing with all the rest of you to bring you hope, right? Because those five-star reviews, those hugs, everything that we've talked about today, these are all people who have said, you know what? I'm not just gonna dream about change in my marriage. Right, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna start with listening to this podcast. I'm gonna start with following these guys on Instagram. I'm gonna start with, you know, picking up a program because I'm not content to be where I am today in another 30 days or another three years. I'm gonna do something to grow that ray of hope into a force of transformation. And that's what we want from you guys. This week, take action in your marriage. Realize a baby step that you can do to fan the flames of hope in your marriage. I got nothing more to say. Go at it. This is a week. We love you guys. We love you guys. And if you're ready to get up on the love you guys wall of fame, we want to see you. It's simple. It's easy. All you have to do is email us at info at one extraordinary marriage.com in the subject line. Put love you guys pick, put the highest quality photo in there and we are going to take it, get it printed at Costo and get you up on this wall so we can look at you when we podcast, when we do all our work here to change the world, to change one marriage at a time, and that's your marriage. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week.